0: to be today in John 21. I'm intentionally not handing out your handouts yet. That's not an oversight. We'll get to those in a moment. But if you uh, turn to John chapter 21 in Scripture or uh, turn your attention, uh, these are some of the last questions that are recorded of Jesus. There's another question following, but I felt like this was kind of the pinnacle of kind of these last Questions and and so want to spend some time in John chapter 21, starting in verse 15 uh, through 17. So, when they had dined, uh, Jesus and the disciples, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, feed my lambs. Or he said, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, uh, feed my lambs. And he saith unto him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Now Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. So today's message, we're really going to talk about lovest thou me, the ambiguity that sometimes we see in scripture, feeding versus feeding, and that's not a typo. Uh, there is different types of feeding that happens here, and delegated responsibility in ministry. So um, the first, and, and again, I'm not handing this out on purpose because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in just a second. Intentional ambiguity in scripture. I know that's underlined. You'll have an opportunity to fill that in in just a moment. But Simon, son of Jonas, lovest us and thou me more than these. So which is it? Which of the following? We're going to take it just a couple of minutes and have a good, healthy, spiritual, biblical debate on which one of these it is. is so I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You know, Peter, or Jesus says to Peter, Do you love me more than you love these fish? So lovest thou me more than these? pointing to the fish. Or is it, do you love me more than you love these other disciples? Do you love me more than These? referencing the other disciples that are sitting around the fire or third, do you love me more than these disciples love me all three grammatically can apply mm-hmm. okay, all three grammatically apply what is your what, what do you all think yeah Chris two. two, why do you think that because when he says feed my sheep he's talking about the other disciples also Okay. So I'm, I think I'm going to paraphrase that Jesus is saying to Peter, lovest thou me more than these other disciples who I want you to feed. Right. Okay? It's a legitimate argument, biblical argument to be made. So we only have one committal person who's voting <laughs> voting for two. Any others? I, yeah, Christian. In my mind, I probably would align with the third one because Peter tends to be very... Um, Excited, like easily excited, like you know excitable what I mean? and boisterous, yes, and, and maybe and so he would be very quickly to claim that he mm-hmm. loved Jesus more than anyone else. Okay, I mean that could at least be an argument. Sure, it's an, ar- it's an argument that that Peter, uh, and we'll actually see. There's there's some scripture that would support that in Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, where Peter says, "Though all men deny thee, or I- I'm not mm-hmm. going to be offended, though all other men will," and that didn't come to fruition, obviously. But Peter already threw that down, so Jesus may actually be calling out from Peter, "Do you really love me more than these other guys love me? You said you did, right? Okay. What? Any other? So we have two committals. So if we were voting, any any other? Any anybody that wants to argue for number one? No. No? Maybe he was a glutton.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was about the hundred uh, well,
0: yeah, like, yeah, but, well. You like I'll fish. Vote. You'll vote one? Okay, yeah. thank you. Why? We just got done fishing. They just got done fishing. Wait, do got done fishing. Say, hey, and he's I'm like, hey, I'm going fishing. Out. And he takes his <laughs> disciples with him, right? Do you right? love me more than mm. the money you get from getting fish? Right, or, or the wow. lifestyle. Mm. I mean, do you really love me because of that, right? So, yeah, it's valid. It's so, so, I want everybody to vote. <laughs> It's okay. We're amongst family. We're amongst love. No one's going to be called out for voting. You will only be called out if you do one of two things. Vote for number four. Or don't vote at all. I will call you out. All right. Who thinks one? Who thinks one? Jamie? We got three, four. Okay. Oh, we got, a, we got a movement going. Two, four, six, seven, eight-ish. Okay. All right. Hands down. Who's with number two? <laughs> Chris. Yeah, two, say, two, three, oh, <laughs> well, four. Again, movement happening. Four. Okay, so who's with number three? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. That one wins the vote, and I'm here to tell you that I think it's all of the above. <laughs> so I number four? <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, if you guys can start, I don't think not. And I don't yeah, know. Okay. Well, row. There's there's well, I, I don't know if I've got enough or not. If not, we can run make some more copies. All right. <laughs> all right so i've already pointed out and i did tip my hand a little bit there's intentional ambiguity ambiguity is your first fill in the blank there there's intentional ambiguity in scripture so the first so i read several commentaries on this and it was amazing how dogmatic all men all the commentary commentarians is that right? You eyes, yeah. Commentators. That right? Yeah. Commentators yeah. Those who write a commentary don't seem like a commentator. Maybe they are. But those who wrote the commentaries, how dogmatic they were. Well, it's got to be this one. It's got to be this one. And it's got to be this one. And they all argued with each other. I mean, not actual argue, But they, their points, all of their points supporting their position were generally valid. And I think biblical. Except to their point that it was the only one that it could be. Right. Uh-huh. So let's talk about this first one that, that Jamie took, uh, took, took the stand for and said, Do you love me more than you love these fish? Now, the biblical argument is Peter chose to go fishing and encouraged others to go when Jesus was no longer around. They had seen the resurrected Christ at that point. So, like, huge paradigms. You'd actually interacted with the resurrected Christ. You don't see him for a while, and you kind of get frustrated and say, I'm going fishing, right? Jesus had provided the dinner. If you look at verse 9, that's why, in part why I wanted you to have your, uh, your, your John chapter 21 open. Notice in verse 9, And as soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Uh-huh. So it's absolutely reasonable that Jesus is referring to the fish that would have come out of the... The water as do you love me more than these because you just made a decision, Peter, to go fishing. And if you go farther up in verse six, and he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find fish. They cast therefore and they were not not able to draw for the multitude of fishes. Now notice and and so Jesus or so Peter jumps in the water, right? Notice in verse 8 and the other disciples came in a little ship for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits dragging the net with fishes. But as soon as they were come to land, so the fish that were in the net were not the fish that were on the on the on the fire, right? Unless Jesus supernaturally moved it over, which is certainly possible, but Jesus had prepared dinner for them. So it's absolutely reasonable that he's pointing to the fish when Jesus says, "Peter, do you love me more than these?" Because your life, your testimony over the last few hours is that you actually love fishing more than you love following me. It's a, it's a reasonable argument. When they had, uh, and, and Jesus gave the disciples fish in verse thirteen, then Jesus cometh and taketh the bread and giveth them, and the fish likewise. So this is not just referencing the fish they caught but this is referencing the dinner and then in verse 15 when they had dined Jesus said unto Simon Peter so even in the even in the question in verse 15 do you love me more than these the, there's a reference to the dinner <laughs> so there's a reference to the fact that they had just consumed fish so there's a there's there's a lot of an argument to be made and there's context is around feeding uh, Jesus, lambs, and sheep. So, what were they just? What did they just consume? Fish. What was the feet? Right. What they had fed on. Right. So, Peter needs to make a decision about his true following of Jesus. That's that's a, another blank for you, right? That Jesus needs to make a, a a decision about whether he's willing to follow Jesus or whether he's going to turn and go back to his old life. It's a very reasonable application very reasonable application so our second I think I think that was the lowest number we had maybe four or five folks that voted for it Um, I I actually if I was to vote I'm probably in this camp to be honest with you do you love me more than you love these other disciples now the the argument for this position is that the other disciples were present so it's Peter or, or Jesus is asking Peter but he calls him by name to contrast the other disciples who were sitting right there. The other disciples came in a little ship dragging the net. And as soon as they, in verse 9, were come to land. So after the condition of the other disciples getting there, then they sat down, right? Simon Peter went out and draws up the fishes and then they come and dine and, and, and Jesus takes up, right? And then in verse 15, when they had dined, So it wasn't just when Peter had dined, when they collectively had dined, you know, it's reasonable that Jesus is referencing, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than the influence you just had for them? You just took them away to go fishing rather than fishing for fish, rather than fishing for for men, like I told you I would call you to do, right? And and then, so the context here would be around feeding the lambs and sheep and the self-sacrifice that Peter needed to have. It needed to be about, will you feed them rather than draw them away from me? Again, we're all probably approaching this a little bit different, and I think all of the answers, all three of the answers are, are reasonable. Okay? The third, which was our biggest, do you love me more than the than than these other disciples love me? And we've touched on this, the other disciples were present. They had dined, right? So the context of being the they. But Peter, notice in verse in Matthew, uh, and if you have a moment, Matthew twenty-six here. Matthew twenty-six. Peter is so dogmatic, he's so rambunctious, he's so sure of himself that in verse uh, verse thirty-three. Um, well verse 34 and Jesus said unto him before I, I, verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice Peter said unto him though I should deny, uh, die with thee yet will I not deny thee likewise uh, also said all the disciples um, wait I'm in the wrong I'm in 20 uh, do I have the wrong verse Oh, I went the wrong way. Ha! Thank you. And Peter answered and said to him, Though all men be shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. So I love you more than the other disciples love you, mm-hmm. right? So Jesus call, could be calling out Peter's so-called commitment because he just he had just denied him some period of time before. He had just caused the other disciples to kind of stray by going fishing. So do you really love me more than these other disciples love me? Because that's what you said. And this was the one that drew probably the biggest amount of counter arguments from commentators. We'll run with commentators. Commentators because of the fact that they said Jesus would never cause division among his disciples. He would never have disciples measure themselves among themselves. That violates principles. Well, yes, it does, except for the fact that Jesus actually told the disciples to compare to the love that he has for that they have for Jesus. They should hate their family. Right. So that is a huge contrast. So it's not necessarily that Jesus is saying, Do you really love you know, don't hey Peter, don't you really love me more than the rest of the disciples? That's not what Jesus is doing here. If anything, he's calling, he's convicting Peter of his position. So which is it? And again, I think we we've 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 kind of I, I hope come to the place that it, sometimes in scripture you don't have to be dogmatic about the the inspirational or devotional application of a passage. All three of these apply. None of them violate scripture. None of them violate principles in scripture, and therefore, all of them are reasonable conclusions. So, in our study of these questions, and this this uh, this uh, this this general series that we've been doing, one of the principles, or one of the things I've been trying to do, is in this study point, is pull out context of Bible study and there are times where you will draw a conclusion that is different than someone else will draw as so long as it's biblical so long as it's supported by other principles and references in scripture it's reasonable it's okay that is the beauty of having 30 people preach on the same message and come up with reasonable and different conclusions and different life applications for that so this brings us to our first study point or uh first lesson of today there's different types of feeding there's different types of feeding. so what does jesus say to simon peter he says what are the three responses the first one is in verse 15 feed my lambs the second one is in verse 16 feed my sheep and the third one is in verse 17 feed my sheep okay Now it's interesting because these are in fact different. Now we know the difference between lambs and sheep, if you will, lambs are a specific type, subset, young, immature, growing, those that might need more care devotionally, right? The babies of the situation. But there's also another aspect, there's different types of feeding, all right? So the the words on the left are the Greek, those are the words, in the original, if you will, Greek that were translated into English. Now, here's another principle. I am am one that believes you can look at the Greek for additional color, but you should never use the Greek to correct the English translation. Okay, that's the principle I use. You can use it to complement, you can use it to provide additional color, but I'm never going to choose the Greek over the English. But in this case, we have the word feed, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. It's actually two different words. The first one is bosco, my muo or whatever it is, Arnian, right? Feed my lambs. But that bosco means to pasture or to create conditions, like I'm taking the sheep out to feed. That concept, and there's dozens of references in the Old Testament, we don't have time to look at them, about people who were feeding their sheep by taking them out to pasture. That does not mean that they grabbed the, the grass or grabbed the growing greens, ripped it up, and shoved it in the mouth of the sheep. That meant that they took them to a place where the sheep could eat. You guys with me? Okay. So this would be the concept of pasturing or creating conditions for sheep to eat that shepherd is feeding the sheep okay that's a reasonable application of the Greek and it's a reasonable application of the English he's feeding the sheep even though He's looking over there. I don't know if he's looking at like something that might be an attack, if it's just a beautiful sunrise or sunset, or there's a car drive. I, I don't know what he's looking at, right? Because this is not a, a particularly old picture, right? So I don't know what he's looking at, but he's feeding his sheep. Now, when we go back to this, the second one that changes from, from lambs to sheep, but notice the first word, poimiano, or something, my probation which is kind of interesting word sheep now this is to oversee to keep or to rule or to actually provide food and that would be more like this where they actually are providing grains somebody said that lambs and sheep eat grains like we eat cake meaning it's kind of a delicacy for them it's kind of a a benefit if they can not just eat the grass but if they can eat the seeds, right? So if they come across grass that's, that's going to seed, that's more appetizing, for lack of better terms. And similarly, if you're feeding them that the, the seed, right? That's more appealing to them. This is the second version of the word feed. Still completely appropriate in English, but now you can allow, you can see how the Greek paints a little bit different picture. There are times when it's my job as teacher of the class to do this, which I would argue is what we did the first part, right? What do you all think? Why do you think that? You have independent brains, the Holy Spirits in those of you who are saved. Like you can do this. You can think through this. I don't have to shove it down your face, you know, of what you will believe. Okay. I'm creating the environment for learning and growth to happen. Then there are other times where, like I'm doing, I would argue right now, where maybe you haven't studied the Greek, where I'm preparing kernels of knowledge, kernels of learning, and putting it right in front of you, and all you have to do is consume it, right? Are you guys tracking? There's different responsibilities that we all have in the body We'll see this in just a second that we all have discipleship is generally more of this. We've packaged it up. Bite sized morsels contained concepts, basic fundamental principles that we're laying in front of people and allowing them to eat. But then there's also times in ministry, LFBI and those types of things, which are much more like the other picture. We're creating a really nice environment but you're the one that's got to eat it. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's got to got to go yeah. Say dig it up. Dig it up, right? It. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, when we look at this, notice there's multiple options. You pasture both lambs. You pasture sheep. But generally speaking, the pre- the preparation of the food is for the sheep, right? Now you say, "Wait a second, that sounds totally contradictory to what you just said about discipleship. It, it is in, in concept, contradictory to, to what I said, but notice the emphasis that Peter is talking about, or that Jesus is talking about to Peter is those who are relatively mature. So Peter needs to shepherd all, but it's Peter's job to grow maturing believers okay so that's the premise that so so is it is it a coincidence that there are three questions and three answers I don't think so I do think it's tied to his denial right to to Peter's denial and I do think that's why Peters grieved when it's the third time right I think there's a reason that's specifically memorialized In scripture because it probably reminded him of that but there's different types of of feeding and different kinds of responsibilities that we have in this body to feed okay so this brings us to our second lesson and and thus the longer lesson uh, is responsibility is delegated responsibility is delegated now this is there's a principle that I love about the Lord that he gives us free will none of you were drug here this morning that I know of that I, I am not aware that anyone was you know handcuffed was con- you know, duct taped right and drug here to partake in church if you, if you were offended by what I said at any point in this process you literally could stand up and walk out that door. Like, none of you, to my knowledge, are chained to your chairs or to each other. And, and you don't like, I love that the Lord gives us free will. I love that He says, I love you so much that I'm going to allow you to choose a bad path, but I love you so much I'm going to woo you to choose the proper path. Anything less than that, and, and, to, to steal a Samism, we're meat robots. Okay? Anything less than free will, we are just compelled to do exactly what our Creator would have would have told us or programmed us to do. He gives us the opportunity to have free will. He gives us in a similar concept thing that I love about the Lord is he gives us the opportunity to participate in his mission if he didn't want to include us it would have been very easy the moment you got saved to die you're out of the page out or off the planet you're you're off the the, uh, out of the pictures where does after out of the picture and then he just uses his holy spirit and circumstance and scripture to keep seeing people saved. he could have done that he could have done that but he chose, according to Paul, he found us faithful enough to put us in the ministry. Right? Yeah. And he gave us the great commission to go and preach and, and baptize and disciple. Like, like that's a beautiful thing. It's an honor to be a part of the equation. And I liken it to, and, and maybe this is a bad, bad example. I'm not going to lie. Every example breaks down. But you know, how, you know how important the doctor is that delivers babies are? I mean, fairly important. But if the doctor leaves the room, baby. the baby's still coming. Right. <laughs> now, there's going to be comp- potential complications and, and, and potentially serious consequences for the doctor not being in the room. I'm not well yeah I mean I'd like to think that maybe somebody would catch the baby or you know maybe but but yeah I mean but 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 I do think doctors uh, obstetricians are they're not paid for the simple delivery they're paid for the the one that doesn't go well right the one that's like not you know uh, textbook or whatever I can't think of the right word right for complications right we have the same exact role in ministry. There are people that I have led to Christ that I've shared the gospel with where it's kind of like, see this verse? Yeah. See this verse? Yeah. See this verse? And then they get saved. Like they were already like, they were ripper and ready to go. Like I just was the doctor that was like caught the baby. Right? Right. And then there's other times where I get to have a more active role. Maybe I've ministered to this person for a while or something, right? That's a different situation. But the Lord allows us to take part in that. The responsibility of feeding the sheep is something that the Lord willingly and voluntarily delegated to his family. We cannot take that for granted. That is super important and you're going to excuse me you're going to see in just a second we all have this responsibility so first feeding is a form of oversight responsibility right it's a form of oversight now that's not lording like you're you have to listen to me and my whim of everything I say and I get to I get to lead the bottle study when Brandon in Kaya decides and his his leadership team decides to split a bible study and, a, and and create a new bible study. The person who takes that Bible study way more often than not is like i don 't know if i 'm ready it 's a lot of responsibility i don 't know like i don 't know about this it 's a very humbling thing for them Matter of fact, very few times has somebody been like it's about time i 've been trying to come up with my own Bible study and tell what everybody what I think right it's usually those people aren't the ones advancing in ministry leadership those that are advancing in leadership ministry or ministry leadership are those that see it as a burden on them to create the environment for learning are you with me the shepherd has a really important responsibility Notice in, in the Kings, there's a couple of different verses that are very similar. In 2 Samuel 5, 2, through, 2 through 3 says, Thou wast he that us out and broughtest in Israel, okay? And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the Isra- elders of Israel anointed David king over Israel. Does the king have responsibility of feeding every person in the kingdom? Yes and no. Right? right? But what, what, does, what, does a, what does a kingdom need more than almost anything other than maybe oxygen is water and food. <laughs> it is a responsibility of a king to make sure that the resources, the environment is that where the body can thrive. And let me just tell you sam does a really good job at this both personally with the congregation and with his leadership team with his pastors it's really important to him that we delegate responsibility to others it's really important that we're constantly pushing responsibility off on on other people and not like because we can't do it it's because you need to own some of it it's it's a blessing it's a concept of growth for you to own part of it. If there's if there's something you don't own here, let me just encourage you. We've got a list a mile long. Talk to me. If you if you can show up on a Sunday or not show up on a Sunday and it's inconsequential, let me just beg you, jump in. Like you should be in a situation where if you don't show up on a Sunday, you need to call somebody, somebody needs to cover for you, you're communicating with somebody, you should have that kind of, everybody should have that kind of responsibility. And I'm not saying every Sunday, like you need to have Sundays where you don't have responsibility. I I get that. That's not my point. But if you have a car problem on a day, you're supposed to be in kid town. Like you got to call somebody. If you have responsibilities, In this place you know what it's gonna do you're gonna buy in in a way you've never bought in before you're gonna buy in so Kings had the responsibility but what did they have to do they had to delegate it through their ranks. the tribes themselves had this spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel so God speaks through the tribes and the tribes were to feed the people so there's a familial relationship, a familial responsibility. The judges spake I worded any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people. Like the same responsibility. All those people, all those judges that we read about in this kind of really weird time in, in Israel's history as, a, as kind of a nation when there wasn't a king, and, but there were judges to, to kind of try to keep them on the moral compass and that sort of thing. It was the judges' responsibility to feed people, and then it was pastors' responsibility. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, against the fat pastors that feed my people. <coughs> so, it he. And this is kind of a, a concept of judgment because they're not good pastors, but the responsibility of the position, the responsibility of the office, is to feed the people. Like everybody has whether you're a king or a judge or a pastor, or whether you're just part of the tribe, whether you have somewhere in the kingdom, like it's your responsibility. Please join us in that. Feeding implies a protection responsibility. Protection is your next next fill in the blank. Feeding implies a protection responsibility. We lived in Missoula, Montana for a couple years, Michelle and I, before we had kids. And there... Literally out on the hills outside of Missoula you could see small herds, but herds of sheep grazing. I mean they they were and it was really weird. They have llamas that guard sheep now rather than sheep dogs. And uh-huh. I the, the, the word on the street that I heard, I don't know, I never was able to prove this, is that the in the wolves would stay away from llamas because of the smell that was it was something they were not familiar with. And llamas were not intimidated by wolves, and I think they even spit or something. So it was just, like, uncomfortable for the wolves, so the wolves would move on. But literally, llamas, they had llamas guarding the sheep. But there were times when a sheep would stray. It would get away from the pack. I mean, I don't know how to say it. I'll say it. And the wolf got it. I mean, I, I can still remember... There was a, there was a golf course. I played golf one time there was a golf course right on the edge and the, you know up started the mountain and you could see the carcass of a sheep that had been that had been killed by a wolf. So there is in order for that it was that and I, again I don't want it to be gross or anything, but that sheep was no longer able to graze. That sheep was no longer able to feed because it was dead. <laughs> and sheep will not graze if they have, An impending attack like I know that sounds a little crazy but if there's a wolf they look up and there's a wolf they're not going back to eating Mm -hmm. so there is an intrinsic implication that when Christ says to Peter feed my sheep feed my lambs he also means protection and Michelle and I kind of were joking about this the other day because Sam, what's Sam say, say about like all people? Like Christ died, we should not despise anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But he also said, like almost in the same breath, if there's a wolf in here and comes in and tries to attack the sheep, it's on like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. So that's not despising that person, but it is protecting the body. Amen. Okay? Now, he's going to. I guess, unlike Donkey Kong them, and then tell them about the love of Christ. Right? Yeah. And Sam Sam is is maybe one of the most beautiful people in with respect to this, that he can look you in the eye and tell you that you're doing it all wrong and I love you. Here's how to do it right. I mean, most pastors that I've that I've dealt with, if they have to if they have to call somebody out to the carpet, the, the, the situation ends kind of badly. Right. But Sam, it doesn't end at that point. Right. Sam wants to restore the, the, yeah. a, the interpersonal got. relationship, but the person's relationship with the Lord. <clears throat> that is a super important part, part of this. So to liken it to the sheep and the wolves, Sam will take that shepherd's rod and beat the tar nation out of that, that wolf okay they will just be he will do whatever he has to do to protect those sheep and while that wolf is laying there and he's beaten with it he's gonna tell him he loves it (laughs) and I don't know how like the illustration breaks down I don't know what else to say like that's just that's not like that's but my point is the oversight responsibility of loving the sheep is super important Look at this. John 10, 7 through 13. You've probably already read it. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I'm the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. They're wolves. But the sheep did not hear them. Because they're sneaking. I am the door. If any man uh, enter in, he shall be saved. Why? Because he's the door. He will protect. And he shall go in and out and feed. Find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. And I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose sheep are not, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. And the hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. So you can get a pastor that's a hireling. Be very careful about this. This is a a very serious situation. If Sam were to have a heart attack and die, the last thing we can do is have a hireling come in and and take care of the sheep. Because then when when the attack comes, what's that person do? They put their resume out and they leave. You want a pastor that's going to go down with the ship. You want a pastor that's going to look the enemy right in the eye and say, you've got to go through me first. I am willing to die for this congregation of people. That's literally what Jesus did with sin. Literally, he's like, sin and death, you want these sheep? You've got to go through me. I'm literally willing to die for them. And then feeding requires a knowing responsibility. In the same passage in John chapter ten, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. They know me too. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. <clears throat> Michelle and I were kind of chatting about about this as well. If there was one livestock, is that the one type of livestock that I would have? like? I would. I probably wouldn't get a horse. I, they're they're too they're big, and i I've, I've tended horses, and they're too big and dumb I, I just i can't i'm sorry they're not intelligent creatures and then the cattle are right there with it i mean i mean and then well yeah i mean they're dumb in my cat and they do dumb stuff how about that so i don't know that i could do chickens but boy i think i could do sheep I couldn't do goats. Goats would get on the car and eat the mirror or whatever. I don't know. But I could do sheep. They're stupid. Yeah. Why? Because they're stupid. Now, but what's interesting about sheep is they literally will imprint a human. There's been studies. They will imprint a human's face. So the, the shepherd or tender of sheep that takes care of them, they will literally remember them, I guess, the rest of their lives for years. So even if someone leaves and comes back, they remember that that person took care of them. Mm -hmm. They remember, they literally imprint human faces in their, they literally will remember the one who takes care of them. And I think that's just a beautiful, beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Beautiful picture. Because, and then, uh, and then I will, this, it brings a new, it brings a new angle to Matthew 7. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew ye depart from me you were never one of my sheep you didn't want to know me I didn't know you like I think when I've read Matthew 7 before I've kind of always had this kind of well what if I'm one of them (laughs) you know kind of approach no 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 these are folks who never wanted to know Christ they never wanted to follow Christ and he's saying look depart from me you workers of iniquity I never knew you we never had a relationship. And second Timothy two nineteen, nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The fa- look at look at the words. The foundation of God standeth sure. That that's pretty strong wording. The foundation of God? Amen. The seal of that is the Lord knoweth them that are his. Yeah. Like that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Amen. That knowing relationship. So feeding requires a form of oversight. It implies a protection responsibility, and it requires a knowing responsibility. So our, our last question, do you love Jesus enough to feed his sheep? A, you've got to be in the family. You've got to know him. He's got to know you. But if you are, you have a responsibility. Maybe that's in a discipleship relationship. Maybe that's in a small group Bible study relationship. Like everybody in here can feed everybody else. That's totally, it's a totally reasonable expectation. We all have that opportunity with the Holy Spirit that resides in us for those that are saved. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the beautiful, beautiful picture that you you left and, 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 and created even with sheep and how trusting they are of the shepherd and how they fully rely on the shepherd to lead them To good pastures and to still water. And that's, I think, why Psalm 23 is so precious to so many people. Uh, It gets to the kind of the root, to the core of who we are as a people and how much we need you. So, Lord, we thank you for challenging Peter in this way and recording it for us so that we could read it many, many years later and understand that that there's different types of feeding we have different responsibilities and that we have we all have a choice maybe we need to leave the fish behind or maybe we need to in some ways you know leave our brothers and sisters not behind but just have a sole focus on you and if we do that we're gonna outflow and we're gonna pour our relationship into others for sure Lord, help us always to grow in a deeper walk with you. Help us to take the next step of spiritual growth, whether it's to understand and to accept you as as Savior in the first step of, of, of even a relationship, or, or maybe it's baptism. I know some folks have approached me about baptism, and Others, I believe, need to be baptized, and so Lord, if it's a a decision about baptism, may they uh, take those next step forward. Maybe it's discipleship, they need to go to the cost of discipleship, participate in discipleship week, or or Lord, even for those who maybe should have gone on a mission trip. With all the different trips coming up to Ireland and London and Toronto next week and all those things, Lord, we lay all that before your feet. We know that you're in the midst of that and that you've allowed us to participate in your Great Commission. So if there's people that need to sign up even for trips later this year or need to be prepared for next year, help us to prepare them. Help them to to be ready. Lord, I know everybody here has a next step. So I just pray that you continue to, to convict us, to grow us, And Lord, you do that all under the banner of your love. Thank you for this uh, series. Thank you for the time in John 21 today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.